what's, what's that's so why I hate the Cardinals. What's so bad about the fan base? They're the greatest fans in America, is what I always There you hear. go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to RazorPod. This is your host, Patrick Williams. Tonight is the uh, 9th of uh, October, 2019. We are coming to you short through tonight. No Johnny Fayetteville as of uh, press time, so he may join in progress. Um other than that, we don't have a game to discuss. So, uh, oh, sorry, forgot to introduce uh, Jimmy G. Welcome, Jimmy G. Thank you, Patrick. And Tom Logan. Welcome, Tom. Patrick. Uh, so, no game from last week. And we can jump right into an analysis of the Kentucky game. Tom, to you first. Uh, Razorbacks open as, I believe, a six-point underdog on the road in Lexington. Jimmy G, correct me if that line has moved in the last couple of days. Um, uh, just, I saw it at six and a half today. It probably depends on where you look. So, Well, that, I'm glad you brought up the it, that it probably depends on where you look because Razorpod will be taking its show on the road this Saturday to uh, – Hot Springs' very own Oaklawn Sportsbook and Casino, and we may have uh, investment interest in some of the games we're discussing tonight, so just wanted to give the uh, listenership full disclosure on that. So we will be discussing point spreads and potential investment opportunities for this weekend, so uh, I'm sure you'll get the best of uh, investment and gambling advice with uh, the RazorPod crew. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be stellar. <laughs> Nothing but the best from RazorPod and the gambling advice. So, uh, uh, Tom, let's turn to you first. Uh, okay. Lexington this weekend, um, kind of a game that the Razorbacks don't play all that often. Um, nothing like the 12-year gap between Auburn and Florida games, but uh, – Kentucky is not a team that shows up on our schedule all the time. What do you make of this year's matchup? Well, uh, it's it's a matchup of uh, two of the uh, probably worst teams in the league. Um, Kentucky uh, had pretty high expectations coming into the year, lost their quarterback, and have lost uh, – oh, gosh, I think they've lost, what, three, three in a row or three SEC games or – I know they've they're, they've been on hard times lately, and uh, this is the uh, this is a game that the Hogs really really need to win, <clears throat> and it may be it probably is is the only game left on the schedule that um, it, it's probably the most winnable game left on the schedule. I think. Uh, SEC game and Kentucky, um, you know, Kentucky's always Kentucky. Uh, and this year they're, uh, really, really struggling. And, um, I think it's, it's an opportunity here. And it, frankly, if we don't get this game, I, I have a hard time seeing us winning the SEC game. So it's a huge game on the schedule. If we win this game, we still probably have an outside shot at a bowl game. Um, but if we don't win it, I mean, you can kiss that dream goodbye. And really the only question is, do we win an SEC game? Jimmy G, to you now, 
this Kentucky team gave Florida all they could handle, should have won early in the season. A lot's changed for Kentucky since that game. Are you talking to me? Yes. Oh, it was great podcasting. I was like, sorry. I was zoned out. I thought Tom was still on cue. Um, yes. Uh, the Kentucky-Florida game was, I think, the only – I wish Johnny was here. I'm sure he's seen every minute of Kentucky's uh, six games or however many they played. Um, but the Kentucky game or the Florida game is the only time I've seen any bit of Kentucky. And, yes, they should have won that game. Uh, but uh, since – that was that the game their quarterback went down? I clearly didn't see all that Yes, game. yes. Um, but uh, – I didn't really think that would be a big deal for Kentucky because uh, I thought, you know, they're, they had a pretty vigorous QB competition in the offseason. But, I mean, I could be completely wrong about that. I'm, look, I'm going to tell our part. I know nothing about Kentucky football. Um, <laughs> be honest. So, <laughs> I knew they lost their two best players from last year, the linebacker and the running back. Um, and Mark Stoops mouthed all, all – July and August about how they were going to be better than last year and people don't sleep, you know, Kentucky, we're here now. We built this program. I was like, that sounds like a bunch of hooey. I mean, you lose a couple <laughs> of guys in Kentucky and it's clearly right. They're, they're back to their normal Kentucky. Um, so, uh, but yeah, they're struggling. Um, they haven't been the same team since that Florida game. They lost, what was it? 24 to seven to South Carolina and South Carolina is certainly no, uh, great shakes. But, I you believe know, they've lost to Mississippi State too. Is that does that sound right? That sounds that sounds right. I hope. Uh, oh look, I hope our listeners that that are out there don't. Uh, well, if they want to call in and criticize me for not being prepared for Kentucky, then they they certainly have the right to. But I know next to nothing about Kentucky. Um, but I think twenty four to seven was their score against South Carolina. So uh, I know a little bit. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the on the hogs front, I, you know, both teams are off, so there's no advantage there. Uh, we're traveling. We have played one road game. It was, I thought it was a complete dud against Ole Miss. Um, again, not exactly one of the SEC world beaters. Um, so that gives me pause. Uh, we have played on a neutral side. They look better know. against A and M. That that doesn't give me any. Uh, great encouragement either because you know until we show some consistency uh you know i'm not going to be you know it's not I, we, ne- we never see anything carry over from one week to the next it seems so uh yeah i don't know it should be a pillow fight and um i'm really not looking forward to watching it but i'm sure i will okay uh good analysis let me add a little color to sawyer smith is the current kentucky quarterback that replaced the, the guy who, who went down with injury, he's not good. I watched him again. I watched a lot of that South Carolina game. Uh, he, just, he, he just hadn't played the right defense yet. <laughs> well, that's where I was going, Johnny, and thanks for, for jumping in there. Welcome, Johnny. And uh, the hog defense can make a uh, sick man well. So um, once you take that and kind of talk about that side of the ball in the matchup. Well, you hit it on the head. I mean, we're we're very good at making mediocre players look fantastic. You'll remember the San Jose State quarterback had had, had a star-crossed career, been benched multiple times, had a lackluster, I think, 
seven-year college career, you know, like Blutarski, seven years of college down the drain. Uh, but, you know, he looked, you know, looked like a world beater against the Razorbacks, so that shouldn't really come to anybody's surprise. Um, yeah, you know, it just depends. I mean, like everything with this team really inconsistent. So, I mean, are we going to have the defense that we saw in stretches against the run uh, against a uh, and I don't know. Are we going to see the defense that kept us in the game in the first half against Ole Miss? I don't know. I mean, are we going to see – the team that couldn't stop San Jose State, who I don't think has won a game since they beat us. I don't know. No, they beat Air Force. Oh, that's true. My bad. No, My sorry. Bad. They they covered against Air Force, right? Yeah, they did not beat Air Force. <laughs> they beat somebody. They won. Like they beat the Lobos. Lobos. I said they beat the oh. Lobos. Was, yeah. You don't you don't just walk into Albuquerque or Las Cruces or wherever that is Albuquerque and <laughs> win a game. <laughs> Unless you did have they go helmets. On the road? I didn't know. <laughs> But anyway, I, but my point, road, I thought New Mexico yeah. came to them. Oh, that may be true. Well, but you know, I don't know. I, you just you don't know what you're going to get with this team, and some of that is youth, and some of that is just a lot of these players have not ever played with one another. Uh, got not a lot of new faces, so I just don't know. I mean, you'd like to think with a, a quarterback who, if Sawyer Smith does play, I'm like Patrick. I have seen him play. He's poor. Um, not a threat to move the ball, push the ball down the field. They're going to have to rely on the running game. Um, but we have a way of making those guys look really effective. So I, it depends what kind of team shows up. Um, Johnny, stick with you for just a second on a, a comment about something you said regarding uh, – I don't know who the uh, starting quarterback is going to be. Have we heard officially that it's Starkle or Hicks? I believe it's Starkle, yes. Okay. Uh, the cutting edge journalism here from Razor Pod. <laughs> Clearly, a couple Twitter searches would have answered that question. Like uh, in woke well, bombs. <laughs> well, I think you know, it's you know, and I let's just be honest. I mean, Starkle did not play that poorly, you know, in the first half before his injury. I mean, that the interception, kind of a bad break, the running back behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, a little ill-advised pass, especially right there knocking on the goal line. But he, he had a pretty good game up to then. Uh, and I think that, um, you know, the, I think that uh, Morris looks at him as having more upside, more ability to push the ball down the field than Hicks, less of a game manager, a little bit more of a playmaker, and get him in trouble sometimes. But uh, I think that's what, what, what the staff sees. Okay. Um, well, we'll hold the, the predictions for, for the picks sections. Does anybody have any other analysis they want to do on Dougie? Okay. Uh, Jimmy G, let's jump right into the picks. And again, if you have other Arkansas thoughts, you can share them during the Arkansas pick section. Okay. Take it away, um, Jimmy G. Last week, uh, let's see, uh, Patrick and myself went 4-2. and two. Um, I'm 25-11 and 11 on the year. Patrick is 23-13. Uh, and 13. Uh, Johnny was three and three. He's twenty one and fifteen, and Tom Logan was two and four, uh, which uh, now has him back down to five hundred at eighteen and eighteen. Um, so uh, that couch. Uh, hey, look, Tom. I, I like to give you grief about your crappy picks, and uh, they usually are. But uh, the cow pick was a loser. But uh, they actually played Oregon pretty well. 
So, Heck of a game. Uh, yeah, was really I, was, I game. was thinking they might, might sneak that one in, but no, not to be. They just didn't have any offense. They yeah. played lots out, but they had an offense was anemic. Um, let's see if anybody got close to getting a score right. Uh, oh, let's see. Well, um, what was Oregon Cal? 17-7? Yep. Uh, let's see. No, no. Everyone went way over on the Iowa-Michigan game. Uh, Shocker! So, so that was a ten to three uh, snooze fest. Um, Ohio State did what we all thought they'd do against Michigan State, and then uh, let's see. Um, and nobody was really close on the Florida Auburn game. And Patrick may have been on his sleeper. Oregon State won. No, they won by like eleven, didn't they? Like yeah, twenty-five and twenty-four, something like that. You weren't too far off. Uh, Johnny had Pitt. Good sleeper pick there. Um, that game was wild. And then uh, I lost another sleeper. Army lost Tulane. And then I don't. I think Tom got did get a sleeper right there. I got it. I hit it. Yeah, Georgia State. Uh, mm-hmm. Very good. Um, and then I got two double F to catch ups. I was the only crew member that had Michigan and the only one that had Florida. So, and then Patrick got one double up to catch up as he had Navy over Air Force. So, kind of a mixed bag for everybody last week. Um, but still plenty of time uh, to make some hay in the pick contest. So, uh, uh, I, yeah, I do need to mention the uh, ridiculed for the game I didn't pick, the Pac 12 after dark. Washington went down in flames to woeful Stanford, which was a huge shock Sunday morning when I woke up. Well, not to you. Not to me. No, no, no. I knew that was was too easy. I didn't want to pick it just because you have my inside knowledge of Washington. Yeah, Chris Peterson is – I was on Patrick Williams' uh, bad side right now for some reason. So we'll (laughs) see. uh, We'll see if that continues, if uh, maybe there's a Washington pick this week from Mr. Williams. Um, but we will, we'll we'll hold off and keep that in suspense because uh, Washington is not in a national game this week. Uh, finally, it was a week where I had a not a super tough time, but where I had to make some decisions. Usually, I'm trying to find five games for us to pick, but uh, this week it's a fairly easy week to find games, and had to leave a couple games out that uh, probably would have been good national would have been nice some other Saturdays earlier this year that uh, would have been easily put on the list, but uh, we'll start in SEC country, uh, SEC West game, uh, Alabama uh, coming off the bye week or an open date or uh, not playing, whatever you want to call that. Uh, they play at A&M. A&M's kind of had a rocky season so far. Uh, they lost, uh, obviously, a tough game at Clemson. They probably, I don't know, was, they were somewhat in it, but not really. They never really had to win it, and they lost uh, – Game to Auburn at home, or they just kind of were physically uh, manhandled that game. So we'll see what they've got for the Tide. Uh, I, I'm not going to expect much, so um, I'll go first. I, I think Alabama wins this one. Um, maybe A&M, you know, scores a few points. Alabama's defense hadn't been as good uh, this year as it's been in the past, but uh, it's too much. Too much Tide. Alabama 42, Texas A&M 20. Uh, Patrick. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think Alabama's going to win. I think the play here, I, I kind of disagree that 
I think Alabama will come out and jump on them early uh, just because they'll be pretty fired up about it. Um, I think maybe first half over might be the play here for sports investors. Um, although oh. the game is that, yeah, I told you it'd be, uh, there'd, yeah. there'd be some advanced leans, uh, a little bit of exotic action on, in the, the sports book. First half wagering. Patrick, uh, this is a, just, I like it. Uh, I've also have it on good authority that Oakland's minimum bet is $5. So, uh, <laughs> that may be a, a cool five on the first half over. <laughs> So everybody bring big bills. Bring big bills. Think of those one dollar bills. Hey, if you're betting on Keeneland, you might be able to go to the tote and bet a little two dollar show. But if you're in the sports book, big bills, friends. That's right. Um, so yeah, I think it's Alabama. I think they'll get as much as they want, kind of when they want it. And um, I'm just not a believer, and I kind of alluded to this on last week's show. I just don't think that team's quite what we thought it was preseason. So Alabama pretty big, um, 38 to 10. Johnny? Johnny is on mute. <laughs> Tom? Uh, I'm, well, I had, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I had a lot of good things to say right there. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that was that was just thrilling stuff. I'm sitting here screaming at my at my uh, my iPad. Just had no clue I was on mute. I'm like, I'm great. I mean, I was like the old man. I was like the old man who just yells at the toaster when he after he's over the hill. Just, just scream, scream at your at your tools. Um, can't can't disagree with anything's been said. Um, Bama's Jim G makes a good point. Uh, this is only relevant to, to the spread, not to the who's going to win or lose the game. Is that Bama's defense has been a little bit down this year uh, compared to years past. I know that's all relative, right? But um, giving up some points at times this year. So I think that A&M may score some touchdowns late. Maybe, you know, <laughs> more like Patrick says, I think Bama comes out. It gets, gets the good lead, and then maybe A&M scores a couple touchdowns late, makes it a little bit more respectable. But I like Alabama. Final score, 41-17. Okay, Tom? Uh, I'm going to go Alabama. I, I think that it'll be a close game for a while. I, I tend to believe they're going to be ready to play and amped up. and Jimbo will have them, uh, have them up for a while, but Alabama is just too much. They pull away at the end. But I think it's, it's, it'll be a close game for a while. I think it'll be 42-24. to 24. And for those uh, that are interested in full game wagering, not the first half line, the spread is 17. So it looks like all the crew members have Alabama covering. So uh, there you go. Uh, all right. Let's go to Big Ten country. <laughs> we usually go to have one of these weeks. So um, this is a uh, Penn State, many lines going into Iowa City. The Hawkeyes um, couldn't muster any points over the final, I don't know, 50-some-odd minutes or so of that game. Uh, Michigan certainly uh, left them with plenty of chances to tie the game or take the lead or just do something. Uh, that game was 10-3 to at halftime and ended 10-3. to um, So the easiest wager last Saturday would have been uh, the under in that game. But uh, Nittany Lions offense poses a little bit bigger threat to Iowa than uh, Michigan's offense. So we'll see if the Hawkeyes defense can 
hold up their end of the bargain and uh, Stanley can quit throwing picks. Because they were, I think the Fox crew was talking about how, uh, you know, Iowa was a typical Iowa team, and then immediately they started turning the ball over the place. So, um, untyp- or atypical of uh, the Hawkeyes. So, um, Johnny, Penn State at Iowa. Boy, Iowa just I, – I may have been a little bit more, more apt to pick, the, pick, it up, pick the, the Hawkeyes, but, boy, they looked really anemic last week. Uh, but that game was there for the take, and they just couldn't, just couldn't do anything to get over the hump. Um, you know, Iowa's never going to be a dynamic offense. Penn State's had a great defense through the first five games. Games are going to get progressively harder here. Uh, I think it was that Maryland-Penn State game. Everyone thought the trendy upset pick might be Maryland over Penn State, and they won 59 to nothing. So, uh, uh, you know, I think Penn State's defense is is not – well, may not shut out Iowa, that vaunted Iowa offense. But um, I just think that Penn State's got too much on both sides of the ball. Um, explosive on offense, and defense has been pretty locked down this year. Even though they're going to Kinnick Stadium, tough place to play. Um, crowd's right on top of you. Um, they're going to be looking to bounce back after that loss to Michigan. I think Penn State's a, kind of a bad recipe for a bounce back game. I'm going to take the Nittany Lions final score 34 to 17. Tom? Um, this is a tough one. Real tough. Um, I agree with almost everything Johnny said. Uh, but I'm going to take Iowa. Uh, they're at home. They feel like they're kind of a Jekyll and Hyde squad as usual. And uh, we saw um, Jekyll, Hyde, I can't remember. But we saw one of them uh, last <laughs> week, and we're going to see the other one this week. I think they put a lot of points on the board. Um, and by a lot of points, I mean like 27. And uh, <laughs> and that's plenty to the win. Over, the over is – the over is 40, I believe. Right. So, I think, I think they win the game. Uh, the over is shattered. Uh, 27-24 hour. All right. And uh, as the host of the pick segment, I went with Tom just so I could make my pick based off what he didn't say. So, I'm going to uh, go with Penn State now. Um, I, Smart. I think Smart that, move. Well, I, I was – a little bit torn. I think Penn State's a much better team, but you know, you've seen these night games at Kinnick and crazy things happen. And uh, I do think Iowa's going to play better after their uh, loss at Michigan last week. But I just I don't see them scoring enough points. And I think their defense is good, but I think Penn State is going to put up at least you know mid to upper twenties. And I don't think Iowa can get there unless they get turnovers. And um, I don't think Penn State's going to give them. Uh, give the ball up that much, so I'm going to take Penn State uh, 31 to gosh, similar to Johnny, 31 to 17. Penn State. All right, Patrick. I'm picking Iowa. Kinnick Magic. Saquon Barkley ain't walking through that door. Hmm. Terry Collins. Bernard Robinson when he was at that door. Yes, just barely <laughs> though. <laughs> Just on a fluke. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's not coming through the door. Um, well, it didn't I, matter when they did have him at the door. Or did they win on the last play of the game? No, they won on the last play of the game, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, I was, gosh, you know, tempted on the over here, if it really is 40. 21-20, Iowa. 
<laughs> right, he's crushing the over with 41. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. All right. Florida at LSU. Um, another top 10 matchup for the Gators. Uh, seems like every week, just about the Florida's in one of the biggest games of, uh, of the, of that week. And, um, Last week they got it done against an Auburn team that, uh, well, I don't. I'm not going to comment on it because uh, I picked that game right, so I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to lay out what uh, I thought would happen did happen, but um, Florida looked good uh, as far as their defense went. Their offense was spotty at times. Uh, that game was really sloppy, lots of turnovers. Um, you know, and it still felt like. You know, at times it felt like Auburn was a better team. At times it felt like Florida had chances to maybe put that game away sooner than they did. Uh, it's really weird, weird game, um, and not. I guess if you're a Big Ten fan, you'll just say it was really an awful game. <laughs> if you're an SC fan, like weird and this stuff. But uh, going to Death Valley now uh, at night, prime time, ESPN. Uh, so it's not the CBS game. Uh, I think the game day will be in Baton Rouge. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. And LSU, their defense took a step forward last week. It was against Utah State, which that was where most people thought that game would maybe have some interest to in seeing what uh, Utah State's got a good offense. And uh, they didn't really do a lot against LSU. So maybe they're making strides. And uh, anyway, this should be a really exciting game for just like Iowa and Penn State, be on the same time as the Razorback game. So uh, I'm sure most of the country will be tuned into SEC Network watching the Hawks and Kentucky play, but uh, maybe a few eyeballs will be on ESPN. Um, Tom, Florida at LSU. Um, it's a uh, it's an interesting game, probably more so than I was expecting. Uh, Florida, <clears throat> Jimmy G captured the game quite well against Auburn, very sloppy. Um, they had opportunities to put it away, but then Auburn had opportunities to win the game too. And um, and ultimately, I think probably the Swamp was the differentiator with uh, Knicks on the field for Auburn, who really struggled as a freshman out there. Um, it's going to be a different scene for the Gators when they go to Death Valley against a very good and experienced LSU squad. They are a 13-point favorite, uh, LSU is, at home, which is a huge amount of points given uh, Florida's uh, national ranking. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, I, I just don't see Trask and the Gators with their offense going down and trading blows with, uh, with LSU. Uh, they're going to have to do it on defense. Uh, and their defense is good. I don't know if it is uh, exceptional this year, but I do think it's good. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I think LSU wins. Um, probably pull, probably covers late. Um, but I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, LSU, uh, forty-one to twenty. Okay. Um... Yeah, this is – I think either LSU blows Florida out or Florida wins a close one. Um, it, the only thing I'm struggling with is how is Florida – that was a really big game they played against Auburn, and 
uh, pretty emotional game. The crowd was really fired up. This is one of the best crowds in the last decade at Swamp uh, as far as just atmosphere and crowd noise. And that it was a physical game. Uh, Trask, you know, even had to leave for a little bit. Got banged up the end of, near the end of the first half. The knee uh, you know, turned out to be fine, thankfully. Not just, I mean, just as a fan of college football, you know, you hated to see what it looked like the kid finally gets a chance to start some football games since his freshman year of high school, and then he gets hurt like the second start. But so it was good to see him be able to come back. Um, man, that's going to be a tough ask at night. But, you know, the only thing that he thinks that Florida's not going to be a little bit, you know, you know, let down, not a let down. We wouldn't have a let down. Obviously, you're going to be up for the game, but just maybe not at peak performance is these teams hate each other. Ever since that blow up with Leva and having to move the game and him not willing to, you know, they traded a two for one and just the, and these, these teams, they're yipping this week. They're still talking. And uh, so I think it's going to be, uh, Florida's going to be ready to go. And I'm going to go with the Gators. I think LSU is really, really good. I think they're they, – but they haven't faced anybody like a defense like this. They have faced a great Texas offense um, that gave them fits. They won't see that. But they haven't faced a defense that's going to get this physical with them. And I think Burrow, he's as great as he's been this year. You know, if they get pressure on him, he might revert to some of what he had going on last year. And maybe Florida can force some turnovers and maybe just with all the animosity – LSU is – maybe they're thinking to blow them out. Usually when you're thinking you're going to blow a team out, you don't. So, I'm, I'm going to take Florida. They've been good to me so far this year. So, this may just be a thank you for <laughs> treating me well this year. And I will may lay a uh, shekel or two on the Gators, especially with the spread. Even uh, I, I like that 13 points. Maybe if it gets up to 14, whoo, look out. May pull a ten dollar bill out. Seven fifty. I want to say Gators. Uh, let's do a little Swami style because that's probably how the Gators are going to win it. Gators um, eighteen, uh, LSU fifteen. Uh, Patrick, I'm going LSU. Uh, don't disagree with anything you said, Jimmy G. I, I do agree that it'll either be a big LSU win or a close. Florida win. Uh, I don't foresee a large margin of victory for the Gators. Um, but I think the difference between this week and last week is twofold. Uh, one, the games in Baton Rouge, and two, Joe Burrow is not a freshman. Has been through the SEC wars and uh, has has a little bit of gray hair uh, in the SEC quarterback ranks. I think he'll play well. I just think he'll uh, – you know, he'll struggle at times. If Florida's defense is good, we saw that last week. But I definitely I think it's an LSU win. I think Florida, however, covers the 13 points. So um, LSU 27, Florida 19. Johnny? You know, very uncommon to see a almost two-touchdown spread for two undefeated teams, right? Maybe somebody knows something. Um, I think this might be a tough, a tough lift coming off that big Auburn game uh, for the Florida Gators. And unlike Jimmy G, Jimmy G, who's been riding the Gators quite a bit, I, I've just not been a fan. I think this is probably the second or third time I picked against them this year. Uh, but their defense just keeps proving me wrong. And maybe they will this time again. I don't know. But it's going to take a bunch of turnovers. 
Um, you know, and in, as, as Razorback fans, we know that if you're praying for turnovers to win a game, you don't have a great chance to win. So uh, I'm just going to take LSU at home. I, I do think that they're really good this year. Plenty of athletes on on defense, extremely talented on offense. Embrace the you know the the, the crazy modern football, the forward pass uh, that for years and years Les Miles just wouldn't uh, wouldn't allow his team to do. So they've been quite explosive as we all have seen Burrow. You know, I just I think coming off that game from for, against Auburn for the Gators, then going on the road against a really really good team. And I think Jimmy G or maybe uh, Logan said it. I expect there to be a really good atmosphere uh, at Death Valley. Um, too much for, for the Gators to overcome. I'm going to take LSU. 13 is a lot of points, but I think they'll 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 get close to that. Final score: 34-23. Okay. All right. Um, all right. We go to Dallas now. Red River, uh, Cotton Bowl. For some reason, these teams insist on still playing the Cotton Bowl instead of the Jerry World. <laughs> Um, but uh, oh, still yeah, eleven take, o'clock kick, Jimmy G. Big noon, Fox. Big noon Saturday. There it is. That's their. That's their. They're hanging their hat on it. So eleven a.m. Cod Bowl. Gus Johnson will be there. Uh, Texas. It's going to be a little, a little bit of a tight squeeze as the uh, sports book doesn't open until ten thirty. So oh. uh, better have your have your cash out. Well, yeah, you only have thirty minutes to get that bet down. So, so uh, let's uh, let's hope we can we can get that done. Um, Texas is eleven point underdog. I've seen it gone. It's gone down to ten or ten and a half in some places. So uh, getting a lot of Texas money rolling in there. OU after sluggish effort at Kansas, uh, really kind of maybe they'd gone to the Snoop Dogg show the previous night. Uh, <laughs> Coach, Coach Riley, maybe maybe Coach Riley had taken the boys uh, over to. Uh, Fog Allen to see Snoop, and maybe they were a little sleepy with that 11 a.m. kick in Lawrence. Um, Texas went to Morgantown, and after the first half, where they were getting a good battle from West Virginia, uh, pulled away and did a good job of, uh, in a tough environment uh, putting West Virginia away. Uh, let's see. Um, Johnny, OU Texas. Jalen Hurts has just been an absolute one-man gang this year. Uh, you know, typical OU defenses can really struggle at times. But I mean, he has just been putting up just video game numbers. Um, you know, it's hard for me to pick against Oklahoma here. Um, of course, Texas is Texas really improved. They're they're um, you've got to give Herman some credit. He's got them pointed in the right direction. Um, they've looked good at times this year, but I just don't think they're as explosive as what the Sooners are going to put on the field. Uh, these teams know each other, obviously playing every year, rivalry game. Uh, Big Tex is back. He's no longer in ashes. He's been resurrected like a phoenix. Uh, Big Tex will be looking over the Texas State Fair. I, I just got to pick the Sooners here. I, they're just too good on offense, too many weapons. Uh, can run the sermon, run the ball. I mean, I just – I think they're going to they're going to give up some points to Texas, but uh, they're going to put up a lot too. I take the Sooners or the Sooners final score. God, I think they get forty five, maybe Texas thirty one. All right, Tom Logan. Um, I uh, I, I I'm inclined to take uh, to take Texas and the points. But I'm not inclined to take them to win. Um, 
I don't. Uh, Oklahoma's look great. This will be their biggest test of the year, of course. Uh, I mean, of, so far this year. Um, and Hertz has been into so, in so many games, big games. I think he finds a way to win. I do think Texas is going to battle it out. I think I think this is going to be a slugfest. And um, it's going to go down to the last possession. But I think last possession is going to be with OU. And uh, Hertz is going to drive them down and win the game. Um, and, and it's going to be a, a, a absolute classic uh, battle uh, in the old Cotton Bowl. But uh, I think uh, Jalen Hertz and OU get it done 45-42. Patrick? Yeah, I'd, I'd- – Agree with Tom. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is too much here. I think that guy's been, again, through the wars. He's won big games. He's come won comebacks. He's kept serve in high-scoring games that he played in Alabama. Um, I think OU's too much. You know, if I were a, if I were wagering, 10 points is an awful lot, 10 and a half. But uh, I think OU's going to win straight up. Probably high scoring, like Tom said, maybe a, a 38-35 final, kind of akin to last year's Big 12 championship. Can, can I ask a question? Is is Nick Saban, the new Dean Smith of college sports, you know, I say Dean Smith is the only guy that can hold Michael Jordan under 20 points. I mean, Jalen Hurts' numbers are just crazy. I mean, like, beyond Tua, beyond – you know, excuse me, Baker. I mean, beyond anybody. I mean, y'all know. What, y'all get what I'm saying. I mean, was he was he hamstrung at, at Oklahoma? Or is that is? I think, Riley, I mean, Alabama. <laughs> they, I mean, two is putting up humongous numbers. So I don't. I, I, I just think if two was playing for Lincoln Riley, two would be putting up. I mean, it's just it's Lincoln Riley. Oh, I mean, he's well, a guy. It's the big, it's the big twelve too, right? I mean, yeah, the defenses aren't as good. Um. But yeah, he's certainly a much improved player too. He's better than he was yeah. when he oh, was yeah. at Alabama. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you put, I mean, you put Tua or uh, Justin Fields or Fromm, like Fromm at Georgia puts up decent numbers, but they don't ask him. I mean, their running game is so good, and uh, that they, I mean, you put those guys in Lincoln Riley's offense, I think they're all going to put up big numbers. Plus, Riley's what the most thing people talk about Riley is how he develops quarterbacks. You know, he he makes them better. So, uh, that's part of it. Um, as far as the OU-Texas game, you know, there's nothing like the Texas State Fairgrounds. Um, I, I'm sort of now, they've done it so many years now, I'm sort of used to the 11 a.m. kick for this game. You know, for about eight, nine years there, I didn't really like it, but they do it every year. Um, you know, I'm used to the old days when it was a 2.30 kick all the time. Uh, but... It's uh, still a tremendous atmosphere. The fans, obviously, you know, the stadium split 50-50. Everybody be crammed in there, uncomfortable as everyone is at a Cotton Bowl stadium event. Uh, It's hard to pick against OU, but, you know, these teams, and I think Patrick brought it up, they did play a second time last year in the Big 12 championship game, and uh OU lost the regular season game and then won the – but both games were close. Uh, Texas, they didn't – you know, most people thought well, Texas would get blown out the second time. OU just kind of maybe slipped walk through the first one, but they didn't. Texas gave a really good fight 
in that game too. And I think Texas is better than they were last year. Um, it's hard to see OU covering the spread unless it's, you know, late. I mean, 10 and a half, maybe they're up seven and get a late touchdown to go up 14. But if I was inclined to put a wager on this game, which I don't really bet on OU or Arkansas games, but if I was, I'd probably put it on Texas and the points. So uh, I'll say OU. Oh, I think it's gonna be a little bit lower scoring, not much lower scoring than the other panelists. But I'd say OU thirty-one, Texas twenty-three. Uh, okay, all right, we got all the preliminaries out of the way and games that people don't care about. We're now back to Arkansas after a week <laughs> off. It's been, it's been two weeks, two weeks since our listeners have got to hear us predict the Razorback game. So uh, it's exciting to see the Hogs back in action on a college football Saturday. Uh, it's always nice, like last Saturday, to watch other teams. And uh, but boy, when you're part of that college football Saturday, and you know game days, we're gonna be talking about you, and you're gonna get all the features. And uh, you know, it's nice to be back. SEC Nation will probably do a big story on Arkansas. No, so, um, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> Fun to be back in the mix on college football Saturday. And the winner of this game has a chance to go to a bowl game, while the loser probably will not make a bowl game, even though the winner is not guaranteed to go to a bowl game. Um, so, Arkansas, Kentucky, I'll start. I like Kentucky. <laughs> I, <laughs> until until I see some consistency from the Razorbacks, do I think we probably are a little, maybe a little better. If we play like we did against, did against A&M, we have a great shot to win. Uh, Kentucky's offense doesn't really scare anybody, even against our defense, which is, pro- is obviously not a world beater, but I think they're okay. Um, I don't think Kentucky can put up more than without help from our offense and turnovers or special team gaffes. I don't think Kentucky can put up 30 points. Um, so you should be in the game, but until I see this Arkansas team go on the road and do something, uh, it's hard to you know, the A&M game's different. It's a neutral side. I know people say, well, that's not in your own bed and everything. We play A&M and Arlington every year. Our players are used to going there. Uh, we don't go to Lexington hardly ever. So, I don't know. I, I think it'll be closed, but I think Arkansas makes some mistakes that just, you know, like we typically do, do something, a boneheaded play or maybe some penalties that kill a drive or just something that, you know, we shouldn't do, but we do, and it costs us. And I'm going to say Kentucky wins 20-14. to 14. Patrick? Uh, going to Hawks, and uh, this may have a little bit more to do with what you just did um, from a, a catch-up perspective, but I've kind of had a feeling about this one this week. Um, and I think on Saturday afternoon, morning, whenever we make our way down to Scenic Hot Springs, I'll be having a crisp five dollar bill to put on the money line on the Hogs against Kentucky. So uh, hope to win big when that comes to pass. Score oh twenty four twenty one Hogs. Tom. Uh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Hogs. I'm, I'm not going with Hogs because I think they're gonna win. I'm going with the Hogs because I think Kentucky is gonna let go of the rope um, and <laughs> and lose. 
I think they, they're going to show up flat and the hogs are going to take advantage and hold on at the end by the skin of their teeth because the Kentucky kicker is going to miss a field goal. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to say the Razorbacks go into Lexington. Um, they, they jump on the Wildcats and then they hang on for dear life at the end. I think uh, Razorbacks 27, uh, no, 28 to 27. Kentucky misses a chip shot field goal at the oh. end <laughs> to uh, lose the game. All Razorbacks, right. 28-27. Great. I hope, oh, I hope Tom and Patrick are right. I hope Hogs win. Um, an interesting development this week. I was not hunting sponsors for Johnny's pick. I was getting phone calls. Oh. I was getting people trying to be sponsors. And uh, one old company that we uh, maybe had forgotten about is uh, now that they heard us on StreamYard, they thought they might take their uh, audio platform, which is maybe on the little bit on the downside, and maybe try to get into uh, being podcast uh, a service. And uh, Napster wants to get into no. with us. <laughs> oh. uh, Don't they have, still have, like, $500 million and outstanding judgments out there. So we may not ever get any of that money, but uh, I think Napster uh, wants to be a big sponsor of Johnny's uh, Razor. Well, you, you know, you, you, you got to shoot for the stars. The, the, we had a backup. We did have a backup offer. You oh, know, good. In this world, it, well, and it, seriously, it is not just Sanka anymore, although I like to enjoy some hot Sanka. When uh, I'm probably uh, drinking when some I'm, right now. Oh, I'm drinking a big cup of, cup of Sanka as I peruse my social media. <laughs> But, you know, with the social media world, it's not just Twitter. It's not just uh, Facebook. It's not just Instagram, Snapchat, or anything like that. I like to go to the source. We've been had an offer for a, for a sponsor for my pick, MySpace. MySpace Ooh. is... No. Wow. MySpace is offered to... Uh, <laughs> I'm to, just glad you didn't say Pornhub. Thank you. <laughs> well, well <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um but anyway, yeah, MySpace, that, that is the, the backup offer we have if, uh, if this other offer from Napster doesn't work out. So thanks, Good. MySpace, and your six followers will love the show. Current social it'll, media platforms. Yeah, it'll double, it'll double our listenership. So anyway, um, man, I, 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 I'm on Jimmy G's side on this one. I mean, I, I think we're probably trending a little bit better, it's hard to say, as a 2-3 and three team and played another 2-3 and three team. I think our upside right now is a little bit higher than 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 Kentucky's, but like I said in my in our, my previous segment, I, I don't know which team's going to show up, and we we it is just as just as possible that we show up and lay a complete egg as as it show up at all ready to play. So, I, in, until unless and until we do that, and can kind of in my mind turn a corner, learn how to win, I can't I can't pick the Hogs. Uh, you know, I think we lose a we lose a heartbreaker yet again on the road. Kentucky just kind of finds finds a way to ugly out ugly out a win and 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 wins it at home and more heartbreak for the Razorbacks. So um, I think Starkle will play fine. Uh, I think he he may have a you know make a make a bad throw, try to force a throw late, maybe a key interception late in the game. Um, got to take the cats at home. One thing we got to remember, and I don't know if it was mentioned before I came on air, but uh, before this game, there is they are apparently honoring the uh, the uh, the hefty lefty uh, Jerry Lorenzen, 
we hardly knew ye. Um, he passed away, I think, this summer. Um, and the Pillsbury Throw Boy is being honored uh, before the game. So there'll be a lot of emotion. He's one of the all-time – he and Tim Couch, two guys that come to mind, local boys, done good. Uh, both kids from Kentucky who uh, had great careers with the Wildcats. So there's going to be some emotion in the stadium. And um, so I'll expect the Wildcats to come out ready to play and probably play off that emotion a little bit and jump on the hogs pretty quick. I'm going to take Kentucky, final score 21-17. All right. So a lot of difference other than the OU-Texas game and Alabama and A&M, a lot of differentiation in our other uh, games this week. Uh, looks like uh, – so should be some movement in the standings. Uh, now we get to our sleeper games. Uh, plenty of opportunities out there. I know our this is really probably the gambling advice our – uh, audience is waiting for to see which sleeper games because I'm sure most of our listeners have done their research on the big national games uh, for their investment strategies. But these sleeper games is where we can really help them out and give them some good advice and maybe uh, turn that weekend from maybe breaking even into a big winner. Uh, so anybody got a sleeper game we can, that they want to jump in with? I'll start. Okay. Uh- uh, I'm going to uh, to Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> Mississippi State comes to town to take on the balls, the much improved balls. No, much improved. Uh, who, who you may remember <laughs> for a brief period of time were leading uh, what many people think is the national championship favorite, Georgia Bulldogs, 14 to 7 or so. Um, and, uh, and they, and they got the Bulldogs coming to town. Bulldogs, not exactly inspiring confidence, uh, really hadn't found their, their stride under, uh, the new coach. And, uh, I think that, I think that, uh, Tennessee hasn't quite given up yet. I think that with the new fresh, true freshman quarterback they've got, he's given them a, a punch in the arm. Um, a shot in the arm maybe is the better expression. And, uh, you know, uh, the thing about uh, Tennessee's coordinator, Mr. Cheney, who we know well, uh, he's a guy that's going to be out there. He's going to be making some, uh, making some crazy calls. Uh, we may get, a, uh, may get a throwback pass to the left guard for a touchdown, as he did with uh, Sebastian Tritola. Uh, back in the day, and uh, I think uh, they, I think to, they get stuck in the New York Stadium elevator on the way down. To <laughs> it's also possible, uh, but I think, I think uh, Tennessee gets it done. I think they win at home. Um, there may be, may or may not be a, a charging of the field um, at Neyland Stadium, and I think they win twenty-one to twenty over the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I got one. I got one. Hello? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go down to Coral Gables. Uh, ah, you took mine. Darn it. My, Miami's is a two-point favorite against uh, Virginia Cavaliers. And the Wahoos are 4-1, and one, having acquitted themselves in their one loss, 35-20 to 20 over Notre Dame – or uh, lost to Notre Dame. Um, you know, Virginia's looking a lot better uh, under Mendenhall. Uh, really seem to ha- have improved a lot. They, they've kind of won a couple ugly games. I'll grant you that. They're not setting the world super on fire offensively. But 
I, I was very impressed when they played Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a good team, um, and they 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 battled them and 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 you know had a had a respectable showing. You know, Miami's never known for a raucous atmosphere down there. You know, really haven't in a long time. Um, I think the Wahoos two point favorites or two point dogs on the road. I think they go down to Miami and win. Uh, final score: Wahoos twenty four, Canes twenty one. All right. Well, Johnny did take mine. I was going to wake up the echoes of the Orange Bowl, uh, but that one's off the board. Instead, I'm going down I-40 to our old friends in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where the Golden Hurricane is hosting as home dogs, one of Patrick Williams' favorite team, the Navy Midshipmen, the late of a double-up catch-up successful in, in the past week, so I'm going Tulsa, who gave SMU everything they wanted and probably should have won that game at least twice in regulation once in overtime against undefeated Mustangs. I think Tulsa bounces back against Navy. Tulsa wins 35, Navy 24. Oh, a double-digit win to the home underdog. Nice. Um, well, all four of my – sleeper games that I had circled are still on the board. So um, uh, the only one that – well, I had two with home dogs, but I'm going to go um, to the AAC and uh, our good friend, uh, Coach Mike Norvell in Memphis, are going to be uh, road favorites at Temple. Uh, we got five and a half on that game. Uh, it's the line. Temple, uh, home dog is uh, Stanford Steve and the Bears show. They always start off with the Brent Musburger, a home dog getting points. What's better than that? So I'm going to take the Temple Owls, getting five and a half points. Um, Memphis is a good club, but I think Temple's got a lot going for it this year. And uh, a tough trip from Memphis to Philly. Um, uh, if they were playing this at Veterans Stadium, it'd be so much better, but uh, they're probably not. That stadium's long gone. It's in the same dustbin with the, with the Orange Bowl. So uh, a little fancier digs and – uh, Philly than Memphis would have at their home stadium, the Liberty Bowl, but uh, I still Temple gets it done. Um, Thirty to twenty-seven, late field goal for the Owls, and there's your picks. All right, thank you, Jimmy G. Appreciate as always the uh, the picks record. Um, and now we're on to the mailbag. Tom Logan, we have mail. We do have mail, and appreciate all the uh, listeners writing in on the bye week. Um, we got an email from, uh, our friend Jim in Tulsa, who was complimenting our, uh, discussion of the, uh, old Razorback numbers from one of our other mailbag, uh, requests, which actually, uh, turned out pretty well. And he also, uh, wanted to make sure that everybody knew or that, uh, Patrick Williams knew that he totally agreed with, uh, Williams's rant, which I thought was, uh, was one of the best all-time most expected rants uh, in Razorback history. Uh, as it was seemed like I was, you know, a lot of times those, uh, those, those things you're waiting for never really pan out or they don't turn out to be very good. But this one really, uh, really hit it. So congratulations to Williams and our listeners uh, um, agreed as well. Um, uh, he also noted that uh, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals are indeed Arkansas's team. 
um, following up on a discussion from uh, the uh, from last week. And of course, we can all agree, I think, with that here on this show. Uh, and congratulations, by the way, to the Cardinals on a hard fought uh, uh, series win over uh, the Braves. Uh, let's see what happens uh, in this next game or the next series. Um, Take that garbage to Diamond Pod, Logan. <laughs> um, the uh, Kentucky game is a much needed win, says Jim in Tulsa, and he's right about that. And he thinks that maybe we should uh, go back in time a little bit to bring back some uh, uh, new coordinators, perhaps Chris Ash. Uh, now available after the Rutgers debacle as DC and Petrino as OC. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see. Um, our friend uh, Ty <laughs> sent a photograph uh, and the best I can tell, it appears to be someone hanging on for dear life <laughs> onto a rope that they, then they let go off of and probably fall to their death. Uh, I'm not sure if Ty <laughs> actually uh, drew this out, sketched it out himself. He may have, or perhaps he found it on um, some social media platform like MySpace, or maybe he heard about it on Napster. Uh, we don't know, but uh, I'm afraid that that means that Ty has let go of the rope during the bye week, which may be the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, and uh, our friend, uh, our you know, we we used to have a friend named Hog Wild Jay. You you probably remember. And then he changed his name to Coog Wild Jay, and the uh, Cougars then went into the tank. <laughs> and so now he's changed his name, I think, at popular request to Cats Wild Jay, because uh, apparently he's a Kentucky fan, uh, and he he, uh, he pointed out that just like. Uh, Johnny F. Uh, said that uh, the round mound of touchdown is being honored um, <laughs> on uh, on uh, Saturday, and uh, and uh, in honor of that, Cats Wild Jay is going to hold back memories of Matt Jones and DeCorey Birmingham and Mark Pierce. Oh, uh, and, and all the yikes! <laughs> all the amazing Razorbacks who led us to a seven-overtime victory over Kentucky. Um, the last time maybe I can remember us playing in the Bluegrass State. Uh, maybe maybe we've played since then, but uh, I don't remember. Um, but uh, in any event, Cats Wild Jay <laughs> wrote in and is picking a Kentucky victory. So not surprising from Cats Wild. Uh, but uh, we do thank all our listeners for listening in during the bye week and um, – I know that we'll get another uh, bevy of uh, mailbags on uh, on after Saturday's game. Okay. Thank you, Tom. All right. On to the rants. Does anybody have a rant that they're itching to get off their chest? Okay. Well, well I do. <laughs> I don't Whoa. think I can talk. Yeah. <laughs> don't think think I can top last week. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, what's Dr. Pepper done this week? No, no. This one's going to be a little bit from downtown. I will say, <laughs> before you get into this one, Pat, Patrick, I did, uh, I did last week while I was watching quite a bit of football, I saw that Dr. Pepper where the guy comes home with the breath 
<laughs> Dr. Pepper <laughs> three or four times, and every time I could not stop laughing. Every time I watched that, <laughs> I'm Mr. Commercial. Mrs. Streaker. <laughs> <laughs> that's so terrible. Yeah, okay. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. So this week, my ire is directed at our good friends at Learfield and IMG Sports. Let me paint the picture. We are burning the bridge now. Knock them off of the uh, potential future sponsors. So uh, let me paint the picture for you. Beautiful Arkansas, early fall day, headed to Heber Springs for a soccer game. Right in the middle of college football Saturday. Hey, not my favorite, but that's the <laughs> them's the breaks when you're a dad and you want to go see your kids play soccer. So it's a solid hour and a half through some real pretty country, and uh, we go to the soccer game amidst the entirety of Iowa, Michigan, other than GameCast updates on my phone. But headed back about two thirty, and I. Had plenty of time at the soccer game to amuse myself on the phone, and so I discovered the magic of TuneIn Radio, which has local broadcasts from all sorts of teams. And so what what great fortune but to find the Florida Gators radio broadcast with the home announcers, who are, are quite good, by the way. So as we start through picturesque towns of Quitman, Guy, uh, into Greenbrier, Beaver, Pickles Gap, um, I've got the Gators game on. And it's being streamed by Learfield Sports and IMG. And I get very excited when at some point the advertisement for Learfield Sports comes on and says, hey, we've got this thing called Think My Game. So that if you want to listen to our broadcast while you watch the game on your TV, just go to syncmygame.com and, and we'll help you do that. So the whole way home, I'm giddy with excitement. I think, wow, there's some software. <laughs> that sounds that's exciting. Gonna, <laughs> there's some software that's going to help me do this. I really like these guys. I like all the home announcers. I like the Iowa announcers. I like to do this. This is a cool thing. So first thing I get home, get unpacked, and I'm watching the Gators, and I'm into these guys' broadcast. I'm really enjoying the painting the picture at the swamp. And I go to syncmygame.com. And let me read to you what appears at SyncMyGame.com. It says, simply mute your TV audio, pause the game on your DVR at the opening kickoff or any other specific play, open the app, start playing the audio streaming of your choice, wait for the audio to catch up, and then push unpause on your DVR. <laughs> Voila! <laughs> <laughs> I could have thrown my phone. No, some magic electronic. Hey, TV provider, do you have something? Just hit this button and it'll work. Nope. 
and then turn them both on at the same time. And I'm so it's not like a twelve-year-old on Reddit posted. <laughs> so was was page two like start Dark Side of the Moon when Dorothy lands in Kansas or something? I mean, I they made it sound like they had some big proprietary software that was going to just magically find where you were and what this. I was disappointed. I mean, it's it with the hoodie under the Christmas tree disappointed how mad I was at this point. It was, I mean, come on, Learfield Sports IMG. I'm sure the University of Arkansas paid $8 trillion to, to broadcast the game. Wait a minute, Patrick. Did you try it like they informed you? Maybe well, it No, that that's ridiculous. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it would work. It was actually, I'm sure it would, but God, just so irritating. I mean, literally, the mechanical dumb version of it. It paused. It's like the dub tapes from the 1980s. <laughs> when you try to keep a song off the radio and you had to time it just right when the, to hit unpause so you could record the song and make a mixtape. God, irritating. Uh, um, can't, can't top that. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um. No one wants to eliminate or, or say any more about the Snoop Dogg, Jeff Long scenario. That was, that was kind of yeah, you know, that, that, that was actually what I, I, I'd seen that. You know, I, I, what do y'all think? Is Jeff Long just a moron? He doesn't understand. Yes. Snoop, I, yes. He just, he, I mean, he, is he that out of touch? He doesn't know. Yes. If he's, okay. I think he's just toned after this, though. I mean, I, what irritates me is the the backslide, the cover-up, the, oh, no, we didn't realize. And somebody in there somebody the far that, That's my point. Do I think Jeff Long is a numbskull or totally out of touch? Look at the photo. We can, we can post it somewhere, but the photo of him doing his Ain't I Cool stance with Snoop Dogg shows how out of touch <laughs> Jeff Long is. The you know, mean the, mug. The, the, the arms crossed. Somebody in that damn d- department knows who Snoop Dogg is. They've got some, or you know, some grad assistant who says who, who had to say, uh, "Is this what we want with a bunch of kids in the stands?" I, I, I'm like, I'm with you, Patrick. Somebody knew. Maybe Pat Jeff Long is an idiot, but not everybody there's an idiot. Well, apparently there was also some the original press release explaining it that he put out, or Twitter that he put out, and then got edited because it wasn't it did it either didn't mention the quote aerobic dancers or called them (laughs) something else it was weird it was just complete mismanagement and you know long's asleep at the wheel at best (laughs) and again i mean no one's even talked about it but keep in mind what's about to happen to kansas you know they're on the brink of a huge ncaa investigation in their basketball program and then they bring in Snoop Dogg. And fire, he has money gun firing into the crowd. Yeah, cash gun firing up. Fire That's a, that is so great. They, I think I even saw a picture of like the Jayhawks smoking a blunt. Did y'all see that one? No, that wasn't the Jayhawks. Oh, Snoop okay. Dogg had his, own, had his own mascot in there. It looked <laughs> vaguely like it wasn't a Jayhawk. It wasn't the Jayhawk mascot. He had his own <laughs> mascot that came in that was smoking the Jay. So... At least that wasn't Kansas. It wasn't the actual Jayhawk rolling around with the blunt that 
<laughs> that would have been even better, though. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't have a brand. I just wanted to tell our listeners, if they're not, um, the SEC Network is part of the CFB 150, has the Saturdays in the South, eight-part documentary. They're on, like, part five or six right now. Um, really good. You should check it out. Uh, I will say a couple of things. They, You think with eight-part, hour-and-a-half shows, they'd have time to cover all the – but they do skimp over some things. So, But as far as the content they do cover, it's really good. Um, uh, so I'd recommend watching that. Any of the CFB 150 specials are all pretty good, too, the, the national ones that aren't just SEC-centric. But um, I really enjoyed that. And if I wanted to put a little rant, uh, it's Howie Kendrick. He's single-handedly murdering the cat, uh, Washington National chance to win this game tonight. So um, there you go. There's my diamond take. All right. Well, we've lost Johnny. Um Streamyards claimed another victim uh, at the end of the podcast. So with that, that's probably a sign. We need to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll be back to you next week at the conclusion of the uh, Kentucky game with some analysis there, and then a look ahead to the game next week. So thanks for joining us. Uh, good night from Razor Pod, and good luck with all your sports investing over the weekend.